Welcome to the Professional Rule Breaker. I am so happy to welcome my guest, Linda Gross. Now, she has a degree in psychology from UCLA, and she is one heck of a researcher because she has interviewed 20,000 men. That's a lot of men. And she has a radio show on Blog Talk Radio. She is the author of multiple books, and she has a book on Kindle called The Sea Factor, How to Get Anything uh, anything You Want from Anyone, which that sounds pretty terrific in itself. So welcome, <laughs> Linda. Thank you so much, Kathy, for having me on the show. Of course. Of course. It's my pleasure. So... I kind of want to know a little bit about your journey because it sounds like you've done quite a bit. You've even hosted a show on cable as well. Yeah. So me, how did oh, you, you did some digging. You... I did. <laughs> I love I it. Do some digging. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Before there was even podcasting. Yes, I was on cable TV. So that was a great experience. Oh, gosh, it's like you have to be so multifaceted. You have the director yelling instructions at you. You have the, <laughs> the sound engineer in the booth yelling instructions at you. You have the camera guy yelling instructions at you. It's like, and you have to act like nothing is Nothing's going on. Like right? it's all, you know, water <laughs> off a duck's back. So what was that show out of curiosity on cable? What was that about? Um, it was off of my men's book. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, Okay. The science, the science of mastering women. So, oh, wow. dating, dating, and relationship uh, advice to men. Okay. okay. Yeah. So again, so how did you get to? Because I mean, you interviewed twenty thousand men, and you're a real advocate for men, um, and obviously, I'm sure as well for women too. But uh, for me, having three boys. I would love to know a little bit about that. And, and again, how did you get there? I mean, how did you choose that as your subject matter? Well, I, I started to write about dating and relationships just as a catharsis. I came out of a, a divorce myself and I started, you know, with the internet and, and dating on the internet. And I thought, gosh, where are all the good men? <laughs> where have they gone? <laughs> And I started writing a daily blog Monday through Friday, and the blog got super popular. So after um, every day, this particular site would post 2,500 blogs, and I was always in the top 10. Wow. And after a few months, people would say to me, oh, my God, your, your advice is so different. It's so unique. It's so useful. We've never heard this stuff before. Um, write a book, write a book, write a book. And so that turned into the book. So when I decided to write the book, I thought this has been going on for many decades now that men had sort of been depressed and, um, you know, thrown into the corner and marginalized. And I thought, you know, there's a thousand and one shows on dating and relationships for women, but nobody is giving a voice to men. So I thought, you know, you, you asked me earlier, it's like, how am I a rule breaker? I thought, you know what? Somebody's got to be the voice for men to give them a safe platform for them to discuss what their headaches and roadblocks are. 
And it's not safe for men to do that. I mean, from age four on, men are told things like, you know, stiff, stiff upper lip and, you know, hold back your emotions and boys don't cry and all this kind of stuff. So out of 30 um, human emotions, guys are only allowed to express one emotion, and that's anger socially express one emotion which is anger and I thought you know what what happens to the other 29 ex expressions you know they're they're stuffing them stuffing them and this can't be good you know because they're going to resort to alcohol or drugs or some other negative behavior so this can't be good to suppress all that so I started addressing some of these questions and I wanted to give the men a safe environment to speak up and voice their opinions. Wow, wow. That's really interesting. You know, it's kind of interesting that you said about stuffing down those emotions because in the business world, a lot. Yeah. That's basically, in many cases, I would say more in big corporate than anything else. But, mm -hmm. you know, when you have your own business and you're an entrepreneur, it's a little bit different story. But I think that that is very commonplace too, that it's, whether you're a man or you're a woman, that sometimes those emotions, you know, um, are not deemed to be proper, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, you hit the nail right on the head because I think as women, when we're in the workplace and especially the, the further up the corporate ladder you mm -hmm. go, mm -hmm. It's a man's world. So you got to, you know, put your man hat on and be that person. It's it's not really okay to let out too many feminine, you know, skills and attributes in the workplace. Now, one thing that I'm a type A personality, one thing that I had to learn is to undo that at 6 p.m. Because that mentality absolutely doesn't work for personal relationship. So I had to force myself to turn that off, turn that off. You don't have to be type A. You don't have to be linear and, you know, ones and zeros after work. But yeah, you're right. Women go through this same thing in the workplace that they have to stuff it. They may feel, uh, you know, hostility or depression or not feeling up to it or hormonal or whatever the thing is. And you just got to turn all that off turn and get off. turn it all <laughs> off and get your work done you know you got a meeting in five minutes or whatever so yeah I agree no that's that's very true so I was going to say it must be a you must have a great management skill to be able to interview so many people for your book I mean how did how did you do that I mean how how did you manage all that I guess yeah um, well, I, I wrote six or seven chapters of the book on my own, and I thought, this is ridiculous. Nobody's going to want to have me stand on a soapbox talking about this book, about this subject. And I really wanted to take it to the, ba the man on the street. So the man on the street at the time was the internet. So with the advent of chat, you know, uh, like instant messenger, Yahoo had an instant messenger at that time, I was able to um, actually have like three and four conversations going on at the same time. So that's kind of it like racked up the 20,000 pretty quickly. Some of them were phone calls. Some of them were in-person meets, but not many. Most of the 20,000 were these multiple you know, chat lines that I was doing. 
So yeah, it was very exciting. It's and then I worked my butt off too. I mean, to me, it it didn't feel like work because the answers were so fascinating. I was so into it that even though I was working like 15, 16 hours a day for a year, it didn't seem like it because it didn't seem like work to me. It was right. fascinating. It was, it was your passion. And yeah, I, and that's that's what I um, tell entrepreneurs. You know, find your passion. Because once you find that, you have so much fun. You yeah. Know, it's not like you're going to work anymore. You're not going to go work on your business. You're going, you know, and having fun um, at your business instead. It sounds like that's what what you were doing as well because you were just so into what it was that, that you were doing. So let me ask you this before we, we jump off of that subject. So what was the most surprising thing that you found when you were interviewing those 20,000 individuals? After about the, the five, to get 500 answers, exactly the same answer asked of 500 different men, that was mind blowing to me. Um, well, I set out writing this book. Um, I, I, you know, I combined the 20,000 men with my academic research. So I took my research all the way back to caveman days. I wanted to find out how did the caveman do it 10,000 years ago? And, you know, what has changed since then? Turns out that, you know, we always hear, is it nature or nurture? And so many people say it's nurture, meaning it's the environment, it's your parents, it's your teachers, it's what you're around, it's your siblings. Mm -mm. Turns out, according to my research, most of it is nature. So what huh. that means is it's chemicals and hormones and enzymes and synaptic functions and the conclusion that I drew was mother nature is not stupid. She has these hormonal uh, reactions in place for a reason. And that's for the continuance of the species. She doesn't want to leave it to chance. She doesn't want to leave it to your parents or your teachers or educators or anything else. She wants to make sure that you procreate and that we're not dying out in the next generation. So when I got 500 answers to the same question, exactly the same, I thought, wow, this is no coincidence. Let me keep going here. And when I got a thousand answers the same way to the same question from 1,000 different guys from all different walks of life, different parts of the, the globe, I'm like, holy crap, this has got to be hormonal. This has got to be something that is inherent to our biology that's causing the action reaction to be exactly the same. So that was very eye-opening for me. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say so. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that, but that's really interesting information. So um, let me let me jump over to your ebook that's yeah. um, on Kindle. Um, it's the four C's, right? It's uh, I think it's called what the C factor. The C factor. So. Tell me about the four C's and how that relates to, I would say, small businesses and entrepreneurs and, and what can they do, you know, to use it to their advantage? Yeah, it, it completely relates. It's 
it's a secret that I don't really tell a lot of people, but I'm going to tell it to you because you're asking me and a business question. Too. <laughs> right, all of our listeners. <laughs> so it's pull a up secret. a chair, turn on, the, <laughs> turn on the speaker. Um, the men's book, The Science of Mastering Women, I based it on what's called the four C's. So it's my contention based on all this research and interviewing these guys that you can win, as a guy, you can win over any woman, anywhere, anytime, if you, you know, bring forward these four qualities. And they are confidence. Women need confidence like they need air. And the reason why that is, is because um, in general, men are bigger, badder, stronger, faster than we are. And it's to help us get out of danger, us meaning women and children, get out of danger. So if there is a national emergency, uh, a hurricane, tornado, a fire, a flood, avalanche, whatever it is, that the men are helping women and children get out of that dangerous situation. Or it might be an animal. Maybe it's a big bear. Maybe it's a tiger, lion, whatever it is. Um, you know, he's protecting her and trying to get her back into the village so the, the lion doesn't eat her. <laughs> so <laughs> confidence is very, very important. Now, today, you know, we don't have to deal with those, you know, natural emergencies so much. But you can still, as a guy, you can still relate that to the confidence you can get and there's many chapters in the book where I teach guys I give them homework on how to build confidence you can't build confidence with a woman you have to practice before the woman and that means things like your job you have to excel at your job or a hobby or a passion or sports or some physical activity you have to be good at one thing and practice that one thing one hour a week or more if you can and be an expert in that one thing. And that way, when you're in front of a woman, that confidence naturally oozes out. It's part of your gut because you know that you have it. Like you, it's not a forced or a fake confidence. So that's uh, step one. Step two. So, let me ask you a quick question, though. Don't you think also, though, women on the on the flip side... Um, maybe not, I guess I think back to my time where I was calling on customers face to face. Um, and if I didn't have confidence in what I was doing, whether I was selling to a man or to a woman, things probably wouldn't have ended well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, doesn't it kind of work that way both ways too? And you're shaking no. your head no for all the people no. that can't see. <laughs> because remember, we just talked about this. The exception to the rule is a female playing in a man's world at, during business. So yes. during business hours, yes, that confidence is important. Just mm -hmm. like a man would be pitching to the CEO, the confidence mm -hmm. would be important. So that's the exception to the rule. So okay. yes, in a business <laughs> setting, lots of having lots of confidence as a female in a relationship setting after the 6 p.m., not so much. Because then the guy thinks she's in competition with me. And no guy wants to take someone else to bed if you're in competition with the guy. That's his job. So he, he, that's not attractive <laughs> to a man. Okay. I mean, to, know. <laughs> to a certain degree, yes, but not to the degree that you would need when you're 
doing your business calls. Okay. Right? All right. So step two is connect with her. Find something in common. So before you walk across the room and say, hey, you look pretty today, which she's already heard a thousand times, um, look around the room and say something like, wow, I see that you're eating those onion rings. I want to try those too. Are they good? Have you had them here before? Or wow, there's that band up on stage. Have you heard them before? They're pretty good. I I like them. Find something in common to talk about. Um, So that's connect with her. Number three is caring. You have to give a rip. If you don't give a rip about this person, it's not the right person. Throw her back in the ocean and keep fishing. And then number four is character. Sometimes I call it consistency. You have to walk the walk, talk the talk, be a real person, have, you know, standards and values and be a legit person, right? Okay, so here's the secret part. Um, I came upon this book, I came upon these core human drives. And in this case, with the men's book, they are those four elements, they're core drives. And it's my contention that they work for any woman, anywhere, anytime, it doesn't matter race, color, creed, religion, geography, any of that stuff, because it's part of your core drive. So I discovered this based on business. So I was a salesman, a salesperson, and I was selling to CEOs. And, you know, you have to get get through the gatekeeper. (laughs) So you got to sell him or her at the front desk before you can even get to the CEO. That's like a whole nother book. But anyway, um, once you get in front of the CEO, it turned out that I, they have core drives too. Um, And it turned out that they have six core drives. So as a salesperson, I found out that if I nail one of those core drives, whatever his, his or her hot button is, whatever of the six is most important to him or her, I always got the sale. I always got the sale. So I figured like, oh, wow, if it works for CEOs, I'm sure this could work for women too. I mean, it turns out that they were a different set of core drives, but the strategy was the same. So out of curiosity, so what are the six core drives? What's different? Or They're definitely different. So he might be concerned about increasing sales, like your product or service, how would it increase sales? How would it decrease attrition? Let's say he spends four months training new hires, and after a month or two, they leave and go work for the competition. Well, that's not doing him any favors. So attrition is a bad one. Um, Stealing, you know, what's happening in the back room? Are they stealing all the stationery? Are they stealing from the till? Do you need security cameras? Like, why are they stealing? Like, if you can address, you know, stuff like that. So, yes, they have six of their core drives um it might be status it might be he likes to have his name in print or he likes to uh you know be a mentor to somebody or maybe he's involved in certain charity events or volunteer organizations and if you can address 
that side of his personality. For example, um, Bethany Frankel, I would address her humanitarian efforts. You know, it's like if there's a hurricane going on in the Caribbean, she's on the next plane with all her gear and supplies and, and money. And she's, you know, down there, you know, doing her humanitarian efforts. Um, you know, she the when the war broke out in Ukraine, she was on the next flight. She, you know, so you have to address what these core drives are. And if your product and service dovetails into that, you've got the sale. Absolutely. It's just easy. It's abs- absolutely. I think it's, it really almost relates to the mission, at least the way that I kind of talk about a mission because you can have a personal mission mm-hmm. um, and you can also have a business mission and they can both go together um, yeah. to form something like what Bethany Frankel has done um, or they can be really uh, different but it's always it's almost your personal mission sometimes is the like almost the why behind things very yeah. deep like a lot of times, like when somebody says, I, I don't know, I want, let's say, for example, a lower price, mm-hmm. but do they really want a lower price? You have to kind of dig through um, and really see, you know, what is it that they really need? And that's kind of like, if you can get to, and I think that relates to the core values. If you can get to the need, right, that all becomes part of the mission. I always when I teach folks about sales, I'm always telling them, think of an iceberg. When you see an iceberg, you see 20% on the very top. Right. 80% is underneath. And that 80% is where everything that is juicy, that's really important, the core values, exactly what you were talking about um, as well. And um, if you can get to that, exactly what you said, that's where you're going to get a sale, right? Right. And that was one of the core values also for for business people I found. If they say something like, I want to save money, or do you have a cheaper price for whatever your product or service, you have to dig deeper than that Mm because it's not the money, it's what the money represents. Like I had one CEO and he was spending, this is back in the day, but anyway, he was spending like $16 (laughs) on UPS fees every time that they had to overnight something to uh, one of their branch locations. And so I said, you know what, what if I create a VPN, a private network that only your employees have access to, only the key personnel have a password to this area of the uh, private network. And if you could upload the document First of all, they would get it in 30 seconds. And second of all, you would save $16 every time you didn't send that UPS, got right. the sale. So it wasn't because you wanted to save money on whatever I was selling. It was a deep, like you're saying, the iceberg is 80% below. Exactly. You had to get, you had to peel those onion layers to to say, oh, what's down here? Right, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. and in he that was, case, he wanted that information to those sales reps or whomever it was, the employees, right? Faster, so that they could and use cheaper it and cheaper, so that they could use it in their business, whatever you know he was sending out, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So tell me, what's next for you? 
Well, I do have a women's book and I do Yay. support women. <laughs> I know <laughs> because, you know, after I wrote the men's book, all my women were like up in arms going, well, what about us? What about us? And so I wrote the book for women too. You're going to have a too. second show on Blog Talk Radio. That's right. For women. That's right. So the women's book, I teach women how to be irresistible, oh, which is the quality that men are looking for. Because, um, you know, the people keep saying to me, you know, don't the sexes have the same top core qualities? No, they don't. They, they might be the top 20. The top 20 may overlap, but the top four for women are different than the top four for men. So, you know, if you're going to have some of these qualities as a woman, they might not be so important to a guy. But there are certain things that are very important. So I thought a girl might want to know what those are. So my next uh, my next step is um, it's gotten a lot of attention, the women's book. And in recent years, I've had six producers, movie producers, come to me and said, say, let's turn this book into a movie. So that's really my hope and dream. Wow. So unfortunately, <laughs> the, uh, those six people have dropped out of the system, COVID this and studio chief changed and we couldn't get this writer or we couldn't get that actress or like, you know, it's like just like one thing after another. So my hope and goal with taking the marketing class, which is where I found you, is to get six different producers you know, in the pipeline to where we can turn this book uh, into a movie. So I have two out of the six <laughs> already fantastic. that's in the pipeline. But, um, you know, I keep telling, you know, I have a, an outline in my head of where I want to take this. The main character is taking a 10-week class, and every Monday she gets a new you know, new course subject from me. And she's so excited and she opens it and reads it and does it. And then she's posting on social media, you know, the first week and she gets like 40 followers, right? No big deal. After like week three or four, now we're up to like 600 followers and it keeps growing and growing and growing. So it's her journey of what she learns. And the really cool thing, by the time she's like halfway through the course, she finds out that it has that her journey has nothing to do with men even though she's dating all these quality guys the journey has to do with her so it's a deep spiritual awakening like because she gets in touch with what works what doesn't work what's her line in the sand what is acceptable to her what is not acceptable to her I mean, if, you know, let's say she's not a smoker, she doesn't want to date a smoker. Let's say she drinks socially, but the guy doesn't drink at all or whatever it is. Or, you know, maybe the guy lives two hours away. She doesn't want to drive two hours away. So it's with with each lesson, she finds out more and more about herself that she can't attract the, the proper guy until she goes on her own sp spiritual journey and is happy with herself. <laughs> so anyway, so I- That sounds th like fun. That really sounds like <laughs> a very fun project. So if there's any listeners out there, somebody who is a movie produ producer or knows of one, send them my way. So <laughs> I right. keep telling these people that I, you know, it's not just this one series 
I have in my head, like, I want to be Tiger King 2, 3, and 4. Oh, my goodness. That, that next season, <laughs> I'm, I have a whole new cast of characters, and I could have the LGBTQ version of it. And then season three, I could have the dark version of it and season four. So this is a never-ending thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some legs, as they say in the business. I think so. I absolutely think so. So how can people find you? What's the easiest way if someone wanted to get in touch with you, Linda? How can they get in touch with you? Themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com. I'm on social. I mean, if you type in um, the Men's Advocate Show to your search box, it'll say, you know, Spotify this, iTunes that, here's the website. So the Men's Advocate, just type that in and um, my book should come up. You know, they're, they're on Amazon, both in... Um, Kindle format and paperback with the exception of the business book is only on is on Kindle. Okay, so wonderful. Well, that wraps up my interview with Linda Gross. If you are interested in getting in touch with her, all her contact information will be in the show notes. And also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us five stars. And uh, thank you again, Linda. It was always, you know, it's a pleasure. It's always great talking to you. Thank you so much. You too. This was so fun. It was fun. (laughs) 